The early Christians suffered for their faith in Christ and for their witness on his behalf. They were beaten. They suffered imprisonment. Some suffered martyrdom. Just as Jesus foretold, he said, you will be hated for my name's sake. People will be offended because of your witness. They will deliver you up to trouble, tribulation, and they'll kill you. And that's exactly what happened to Christ's early followers. And in virtually every generation in various places since the earliest followers of Christ. But Jesus also promised them that in the world you will have tribulation, but in me you may have peace. And the amazing thing is that oftentimes his followers, as they experienced tribulation and suffering, they had peace as well. How does that happen? No one enjoys suffering. No one I have ever seen seeks for suffering. And yet many Christians that have experienced suffering on behalf of Christ have had peace in the midst of it. How does that happen? There may be many ways to answer that question. But I want to offer one potential answer. The Apostle Paul, as he faced suffering after several years of imprisonment and facing an uncertain future, wrote to the church at Philippi and he said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart to be with Christ, which is far better. There's an awful lot there in that passage. But I want to focus on Paul's opening statement. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Our prayers for those that are suffering are essential. In the book of Acts chapter 12, the church was experiencing suffering in the form of the first state-sponsored persecution of the church under the Jewish king Herod. James, the brother of the gospel writer John, was killed and the apostle Peter was taken into custody. Herod had seen that it pleased the Jewish religious leaders when they had killed James, and so he intended to do the same to Peter. If ever there would seem to be a time to be fearful and stressed, this would appear to be that moment. And yet, while Peter was in prison, awaiting a likely execution, we read that he was asleep, bound between two soldiers. Peter was at peace, or at least it seems that he was at peace. And how is that possible? Well, the word that comes just before this, that he was asleep in the prison, is there in Acts chapter 12, we read this. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And as a result, Peter was at peace. Prayer, I think, was key for this. Paul says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. We find ourselves sometimes in challenging circumstances, things that weigh on us and stress us out. And it's in those instances that we, we need the peace of God, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. How does that come into our lives? Well, in one way, it comes by our own prayers, our petitions to God, but also 
It comes through the prayer of other people on our behalf. So if you find yourself in a challenging circumstance, difficult situation, if you need prayer, I want to invite you to send your prayer request to the prayer team at the church that I pastor, and they will pray for you. Uh, you can reach out to them by going to the website down here, prayer.lifeandconnection.com. Peter was in a challenging situation and constant prayer was offered to God for him. And he was at peace. Something to think about. We'll see you next time. Thank you.